Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. My guest today is Pratik Agarwal, lead data scientist at NIIT Tech. Pratik, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you, Rich. Yeah, thanks for coming. So tell me about NIIT Tech. What do you guys do? So NIIT Tech uh, started off as a company in uh, the world of education back in India. Uh, so that was the early heydays uh, starting sometime in 1980. But it uh, made its presence in U.S. in 2000 and uh, basically started focusing on IT services in U.S. And uh, over the last 15, 20 years, it has built a, a very solid business base here. Uh, it focuses on infrastructure management services and uh, generates about $250 million in revenue in U.S. and, uh, you know, another $150 million in India. So, uh, you know, it's built a good practice, and uh, it started making its foray into digital services, where, which is basically focused on digital, on data analytics and, and uh, you know, artificial intelligence and uh, all kinds of uh, very interesting tools and technologies. And uh, I lead that effort, and uh, it's uh, it's a very exciting time for me personally, also. That's great. What so? What kind of uh, data and AI systems are you working with? You know, what industries for a start? Yeah. So we focus on four verticals. We focus on uh, investment banks. We focus on insurance companies. We focus on travel and leisure, and we focus on media. Uh, we also have a division called Other, where we bucket everything that doesn't go into any of these four divisions. But, uh, you know, primarily we focus on these four uh, verticals. And uh, within these verticals, you know, for example, we started off by focusing on uh, high-value targeting. We would, we would help uh, investment banks and insurance companies figure out uh, customers and, uh, you know, uh, in different uh, zip codes and areas and help them target uh, their resources on marketing to these uh, customers that they are probably not targeting. So we were being able to generate revenue for our uh, customers in that process. Yeah, let's go through a, um, an example if you can. You, know, you don't have to reveal the company's name or anything, but what's an example of analytics and how did you help a company? Right. So, for example, we worked with an investment bank recently where, uh, you know, the investment bank wanted to figure out, uh, uh, you know, the zip codes in which they have offices, how can they uh, approach more customers and uh, get more clients. Now, being an investment bank, they usually focus on customers that are of high value. So, for example, they expect uh, the customer to have a net worth of 
greater than half a million dollars and uh, you should own a house which is probably worth a million dollars something like that so uh, you know we take all the concepts uh, that they have for uh, what should be an ideal customer for them and then we also get a list of their existing customers we take that information and then we do uh, data analysis on that data to figure out what are the customers that come uh, or pros possible prospects that come very close to uh, you know what these guys are focused on and where, where they have been successful and then we uh, pass on the list to them and we also help them in figuring out what is the best way to market to these people and uh, what marketing channel should we pursue so what we have done over time is we have built an architecture it's a seven layer architecture which starts off by combining external data and internal data external data being you know your social media data your uh, demographic data about your your prospects or customers and internal data is the uh, transaction information that a company usually has about this customers so we help them integrate all this data and then uh, you know uh, run algorithms on top of this data so of course there are data quality issues so we help figure out how to sort out the data quality issues and then finally once we uh, get good quality good quality data then we start focusing on how to uh, hash this data and how to uh, segment the customers and then figure out which are the best segments that uh, the company should be focused on in increasing its business how how successful is this kind of work i mean how much of an improvement have you been able to get in response for various companies you worked with so we usually promise a lift of at least 50% to our customers so you know uh, whatever uh, whatever hit rate they have with their existing marketing technique we promise them that you know with the, using our our uh, list and focusing on customer based on our data uh, analytics algorithm you'd be getting a 50% lift in in your uh, marketing technique that's a lot yeah that's huge yeah okay. it is is this for companies that just have a, a ton of customers or is it will it work for companies that have fewer customers that that pay a lot more at a higher value no like i said it, this is primarily focused on high value targeting so usually you know the number of people falling in the bucket of high values is usually in the thousands or maybe tens of thousands but that's about it so uh, you know uh, and those are the kinds of customers the investment banks are mainly looking for uh, but they also want to get uh, to target these customers when they are going through certain life events for example if they had a baby in their family or they had a divorce or a recent uh, marriage so all these events basically uh, make people change their financial uh, perspective and that's the best time to target them for certain uh, products or uh, instruments so we keep all that in mind and so that helps them improve their uh, hit rate you're looking for golden needles and gigantic haystacks exactly customers exactly <laughs> that's where they that's where somebody like uh, you know somebody hires a data scientist otherwise we data scientists would be you know would have very little value if we were not busy looking for needles in haystacks so. so what what do um most companies do instead they just do like what broad based like shotgun blast advertising in the hopes that they'll pick pretty someone up pretty much i mean uh, you know they they buy lists from different resources for example they'll buy lists from you know uh, hoovers or something like that and then you know target every possible customer but the challenge is that you know when you are doing high value targeting you have to spend some marketing resources as well as some human resources on chasing these customers you have to make phone calls you have to con contact them so you cannot uh, be spending your resources uh, without thinking through the process so uh, so that's where the challenge comes in so um okay so 
if you identify what you think will be the good customers based on what's going on in their life, what about the marketing itself? Do you change the marketing messages to cater to those people very specifically or, you know, what else goes into a successful campaign? So like you said, like I said, we basically are an infrastructure management service-focused uh, uh, service company. So, you know, we go about uh, help, trying to provide an end-to-end -end solution. So if a company says, you know, we don't have uh, uh, good marketing plans or good marketing content or uh, good marketing material, then we have a team here that helps them create that marketing material and also focus, uh, you know, their resources properly. Uh, but, you know, every company is different. Some com most companies say that, you know, all we need is data and we will uh, go about uh, conducting our marketing processes just, uh, just as we had done earlier. So, you know, we have to comply with whatever uh, they are comfortable with. But definitely we have resources to carry out the process end-to-end. -end. Yeah, I've been in marketing for, you know, a number of years and uh, it seems like some customers will resist, you know, they like you said, they'll just say, just give us the data and we'll do the marketing. Right. You have companies that uh, that do that and then fail and then say, oh, the data wasn't good. Or you know, what, what do you yeah, do with those situations? It's the law of averages. Some companies succeed, some companies fail. I mean, uh, and uh, you know, either way, we are always available to them to help them out through the process. So uh, you know, we make ourselves available as much as possible. What would you say are some of the hallmarks of successful companies with, that work with you versus ones that are not? What makes it work and what makes it fail? in your experience? It basically boils down to how open they are in communicating, you know, the challenges they're facing or, you know, and usually that happens once they've gone through a couple of failures, they become much more open. So, uh, you know, the more information they share with us, the more we are able to help them out. And mind you, this is only one use case I had discussed. With different clients, we have all kinds of different use cases. We do pricing for some companies. We uh, we build a route optimization for, them, for some other companies. So, we do a whole bunch of things. You know, high-value targeting was one use case I wanted to bring to your attention. But there's sure. a lot of other uh, different use cases that we focus on. So usually what happens is we go to these four verticals and we say to people, you know, what are your immediate uh, data analytics challenges? And then we put our minds to work and uh, start trying to address those challenges. So. Yeah, let's talk about some more of the use cases. Is that route optimization? Maybe right. like a, what, a UPS or a, a delivery route a company that so, does that kind of stuff. You know, tell me. So you surprised how how much you know companies that uh, you know you would traditionally think are doing uh, are in the business of uh, transportation are really handing over uh, you know their planning and and uh, and day to day activities to uh, third parties. So we work with these third parties in figuring out you know what is the best. So for example, you know there are companies that do. Uh, do local bus routes, and there are companies that do long routes, and then there are companies that do railway train routes. So we help companies, uh, you know, uh, that are doing any of these routing methods, and we consider different factors that go into figuring out what's a good route. For example, it is not just related to financials; it's also related to, you know, operational success. It's related to the employee success. It's also related to customer satisfaction, and also finding new customers. You know, the so the the process of route optimization is a combination of exploration and exploitation. So every day you have to basically try new things out because trying new things out helps you uh, acquire new customers also. And it helps you figure out, you know, uh, the larger sphere of optimization and increase your revenue in that process. So, uh, you know, all these factors come into play. So, you know, there's maybe one quick example. 
of route optimization. How do you cut down the gas expense or the time between stops, or you know, what are the results? Yeah, definitely. I mean, so it's a two-way street, right? On the one hand, you want to cut down your cost. On the other hand, you also want to increase your revenue. So that's the balancing act. So, you know, talking in terms of, uh, 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 as a data scientist, we start using concepts around constraint programming. And there might be products and tools available, uh, you know, in the market which are off the shelf or, you know, shrink rack, but they do not do the justice to the problem. So what we bring to the table is, you know, uh, our unique understanding of the problem and uh, understanding, uh, you know, the challenges the company is facing and where there's room for improvement. And so we bring all that to the table and, uh, you know, we pro provide the best possible constraint programming algorithms to make it happen. Any metrics on how much you've been able to help a company in this area? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we we managed to cut costs. Uh, I think usually 5 to 10% of cost reduction is very easily possible. And increase in revenue is anywhere between 10 and 20%. Yes, all right, let's, let's continue on. What, what other um, use cases? So recently I've been pretty much trying to focus on blockchain because uh, this is a new technology and uh, we have started getting into blockchain. So starting uh, 2016, late 2016, we started focusing on, uh, you know, how to build our expertise and also our capabilities in the world of blockchain. So uh, what we've done is basically we started off with some very simple use cases in the world of blockchain. And each use case is primarily focused on understanding, you know, uh, a few... Uh, few strengths of blockchain, you know, so each use case does not capture all the advantages of blockchain, but, uh, you know, one or two uh, main advantages so that it helps us understand what the advantages of blockchain are. And then we are building up on, on these use cases. So, uh, you know, and then our goal is to pro provide all these services to our existing customers. So our goal is to take the technologies that we are building in the world of blockchain and then bring it to uh, market. Uh, given that we already have a good presence in all these four verticals, it is a good opportunity for us to uh, further grow our business. Well, what kind of use cases in blockchain are you focusing on? What, which fascinates you the most? And you know, have you had any successes yet, or is it still early? I mean, uh, we've started talking to our customers. We have, we have had success in terms of building technologies, and we have started our marketing process. You know, it's been a year. Uh, it's been a very exciting year. We started uh, having, uh, you know, we have started uh, building patents. And once we have uh, patentable technology, we have already fi filed for, for some patents. And uh, once those patents go through, then it will give us more credibility and we will be able to present our tools and technologies uh, with much more confidence. So, uh, for example, you know, some of the tools we have built are focused around rapid development of, uh, of uh, distributed apps in the blockchain world. So, you know, there's, there's a whole bunch of different uh, technologies and tools available, but figuring out, you know, what combination of them works and how somebody can, uh, an engineer with uh, very little knowledge about blockchain, how can he quickly build an application? So uh, we've, we've built some patents around that concept, and uh, hopefully once we get those patents approved, we'll be able to uh, quickly talk about those uh, underlying concepts, and that will give us uh, some uh, strength and capability in the market. So do you want to... You wanna... Help people build decentralized apps that would appear what maybe in the Google or Apple App Store, but the the apps would work in a decentralized way. Right, right. I mean, of course, you know, getting to the mobile app world will be great, but I mean, uh, we are starting off in the desktop world, and uh, you know, as we succeed in the desktop world, we start thinking about the mobile world also. 
So right now we are, you know, the applications that we are focused on are a little heavy duty. For example, we are getting into audit trails and uh, how to translate accounting, how, how to conduct a triple entry accounting. So it's a learning experience for us also. I mean, there's a lot of literature available, but uh, you have to try and test things out because there's very little, uh, you know, uh, usually what happens is when you're building these tools, you rely a lot on Google in helping you figure out, you know, where, whenever each time you stumble. But when it comes to blockchain, there's very little help available on Google. So you have to kind of rely on, uh, you know, trying and testing different things out. Yeah, so, what, uh, so you talked about triple entry accounting. What is that? Let's tell listeners about it. Triple entry accounting is basically focused on, uh, so traditional accounting has always been double entry accounting where you uh, take into account the debit and, and, the, and the credit and uh, you, uh, you know, uh, capture each record in, each record in your uh, ledger. However, the advantage of triple entry accounting is that you have a signature attached to every transaction from the most likely the, the account that is getting debited. Uh, so every transaction is basically uh, getting, getting a signature along with it. So the advantage of that is that, you know, once you start conducting, once you start conducting an audit, you don't really have to rely on, uh, you know, manually doing a lot of audits. So it reduces the, the time and, uh, and uh, resources that need to be spent on conducting auditing. So uh, our thinking is that once, uh, you know, auditing, uh, the auditing world changes and it becomes uh, geared towards triple entry accounting, there will be at least $100 billion to be saved in the process. So, you know, we wow. want to be, so we want to be very well present in that market and also it increases the credibility of the auditing. When, once the auditing is happening, uh, you know, in an automated fashion, you can rely much more on, you know, the results that you're getting. As we all know, you know, uh, the world of auditing has had its, had its pitfalls over time. And each time the market has a big uh, jump or a big drop, you know, the auditing world goes crazy. So, so the whole idea about uh, automating auditing is to firstly reduce cost and also increase the credibility of the auditing process. Okay. All right. Makes sense. All right. So what, um, you know, let's, let's move this forward. So you're able to help companies. What, What's some of the criteria on a company that would be would be able to benefit from your work? You know, how big a company, how small, what what kind of approximate budget do they need to work with you? Yeah, I mean, uh, so you know, usually the projects that we work with are the projects where we are at least uh, generating a revenue of a, a million dollars for ourselves. But usually we start off with the proof of concepts, and proof of concepts can go anywhere from fifty to hundred thousand dollars. So. Uh, uh, you know, companies that are, uh, are uh, good at, at doing all this, companies that have at least, uh, you know, uh, anywhere between half a billion to, uh, you know, $5 billion in, in revenue. So those are the companies that uh, we end up targeting. So. And how long are your engagements? Oh, uh, once the engagement starts, it, it kind of becomes ongoing. I mean, they start seeing results within the first six months, but it becomes ongoing because once they start seeing results, Analytics is a never-ending process. You know, you want to investigate further and further and figure out how, how you can improve your business on a regular basis. So, you know, we end up placing resources within the company and we end up, uh, you know, interacting with them on a regular basis, you know, once the business develops and, and matures. Have there ever been situations that you just couldn't solve? You couldn't find the golden needle in the haystack? Or can you always with time and effort? No, I mean, definitely there are challenges. Uh, but uh, I wouldn't say we have, we have not succeeded. It's, you know, certain problems that take a, a longer time than usual. So, you know, a company might get, uh, you know, it might start feeling the pinch of the budgets and all that. So 
So uh, what I've seen is that projects get stalled a little bit, but uh, you know, uh, once the effort is put in, the data science is always successful on its own. That's great. Okay. Uh, Patik, so how can um, companies that are interested in improving their uh, sales results get in touch with you? What's the best way? Uh, yeah, you know, we have a very active web presence. We have a very good sales force also. And, you know, our client base is pretty strong. So, you know, our clients are always very good referrals for us. So any of these three channels are great for us to uh, build an interaction with, with the new prospect. I mean, uh, you know, my phone number and my email address is always available. So. All right, so let's tell people the website. Where can they go to get more information? What's the URL? So the website is www.niit-teach.com. And, uh, you know, that's the starting point. You'll get all the information and, you know, any all the contact information. So that's a good place to start. Okay, very good. Well, Pratik, thanks for coming. And I'm glad that uh, you're using all this data and, and everything to help companies out. Sounds really interesting, the process. So, yeah, thanks for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.